Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. It's Day of Homekins, Christmas edition. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. He's a comedian. She's Janie Hatta Tompkins. <laughs> I'm an actress. That's right. I never remember how we're supposed to do it. We're this so day- few moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, we're but- a married couple. We're living in quarantine in Los Angeles, California. We have recording equipment, and we've been doing a podcast since March 2020. Um, not just a podcast. One of the... Honey. I can't skate on it anymore. (laughs) The top 10. I don't think so. We did it last week. We did it last week. Okay, fine. We're Uh, in the top 10. (laughs) We were in the top 10. A week and a half. (laughs) We were in one top 10 list a week and a half ago. (laughs) Anyway, here we are. It's Christmas Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. This has been a weird day. Yeah. First of all, we had to open the windows because it got too hot. (laughs) 73 degrees or something. Then, of course, we we did not travel. It's just the two. We never spent a Christmas just the two of us by ourselves. Who would do that? <laughs> some, I mean, some people, that's their thing. Yeah, some yeah. people, that's their thing. Some people don't have a lot of family. Yes. Who knows? But that's if, good. But if it's not your regular thing, guess what? It's weird. It's Well, and it, you know what's particularly weird? Not just spending Christmas just the two of us, mm-hmm. but that we've been... Home since March, yeah, because of the pandemic, and it's like it's like Groundhog's Day around here. Yeah. The movie, not the holiday. I I've never seen. I that think movie. people do it too. Much. I've never seen. Groundhog's- you should see it. Yeah, I think you would like. I it. know what the concept is. That's yeah. what I mean by it's like yeah, Groundhog's yeah, yeah. Day around here, and so it was kind of like, okay, how do we mark? This occasion, how do we make it feel slightly different than another day? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Do you? No. And here's the, the I mean, I would have told you if I did. Before now, you mean? Yeah. I wouldn't have been saving it until you brought it up. (laughs) And then, oh, actually, here's what I do. (laughs) What's weird to me is that... um, you know, we st- we put up decorations in December, in December 1st. Mm-hmm. December 1st. We got our tree. Well, we put up decorations the day day after Thanksgiving. And by we, you mean you. Well, it's and Paul's, then... That falls under Paul's jurisdiction. I love doing it. <laughs> you're welcome to help, but you're not required to help. Right, and so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I... But so, sometimes I ask. Yes, you do. Of course you do, And honey. you're like, uh-uh. Of course you do. I, I say, I it. got it. No, I don't say, I don't want it. (laughs) Can I help? I don't want it. So we put up the decorations the day after Thanksgiving, got the tree December 1st. Everything leading up to Christmas felt more like Christmas than Christmas did. Right, because like we'd watch a Christmas movie or make a hot toddy or something. Yeah. And then Christmas came. Today we woke up. I didn't even get to Christmas shopping except for online shopping. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I'm we, sure a lot of people are in the same boat, even though things are insane here in Los Angeles. Yeah. But we opened presents, and then that was over. It, it doesn't take a lot of time with two people. That's true. 
<laughs> Usually we're with... We did try to draw it out. We did try to draw it out. Usually we're with Janie's family, and so there's a bunch of people, and so you're saying, this one's for this person, this one's for this person. Now you open this. Now let open yeah. that. And then with the two of us just like, okay, here, you I'll, you go, and then I go. And yeah. Then, and then it was over. And then we kind of didn't know what to do with the day. Oh, there's a lot of FaceTiming with my family. There was a lot of that. <laughs> There was, it was like two FaceTimes with my dad. I was witness to a double a- FaceTime on the same day. And it's like, that's just, you can't do that. There's not the second, the second FaceTime, there's nothing left to talk about. <laughs> and I, I, we gotta, I don't know, folks, we gotta, we gotta be, we gotta be conscious of, of budgeting these FaceTimes. My dad. Okay. So my dad told me what he had for dinner on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so I got, I heard that whole thing. And then my brother <laughs> was like, I FaceTime my brother and he was like, okay, we'll FaceTime with dad later. And I'm like, okay. So then he, so then they set up the Zoom with my brother and my dad. And then my, and then my dad told my brother what they had for dinner on Christmas Eve. So I heard it a second time. <laughs> and then my brother was like, hang on, um... Let me go get Laura, my my sister-in-law. Let me go get Laura. She wanted to say hi. So then she comes and joins the Zoom. And then she said, oh, did you guys have anything fun for dinner last night? So then, like, I heard a third time what my dad and my stepmom had for dinner on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I was literally like... Aren't you glad I didn't pop in at and some point? Because... And ask what the, but also because like I'm on the West Coast and all my family's on the East Coast, there's the three hour time difference. And like by the time my brother was like okay to do the Zoom with my dad and stepmom and stuff, like I wanted to take like an afternoon <laughs> nap and I couldn't because I had to like be around for the telling of yeah. what he had for dinner on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Two more times, which is now a tradition. <laughs> Yeah, then I was like, okay. And then, yeah. There'll be tales of past glories, what dad had for dinner. <laughs> then I had to FaceTime with my mom where she lives. And then hear all that. And then it was just like a whole thing. There was just like a lot. By the way, and this is no, I'm not trying to, you know, denigrate anyone in Janie's family, but I feel like. The topic of what you had for dinner last night, unless you <laughs> ate an ostrich, <laughs> like, so, so, and, the, and the call one minute early. <laughs> Listen. Save that topic. Save that topic until you feel like you've absolutely run out of things to talk about. I'm a, and you're like, I, I get in my backpack and I got what I ate for dinner last night. What is so crazy <laughs> is that I'm, and that's a, when you don't I'm hang part up. of this family that I'm very, like, different from, like, I don't have, there's, like, not a lot of common ground. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, there's few topics. Like, am I going to weigh in on football? No, I'm not. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Am I going to bring up politics so that my brother's blood pressure, like, his vein pops out of his head? No, I can't. Like he'll like end the call. Like he's he'll not end. a conservative, by the way. Just so people know, <laughs> no, it's not like the way they're ripping off Trump makes my blood boil. <laughs> no, but like he like can't. 
he can't talk, he can't handle it. He can't talk about it makes the, him very angry. It's the yeah. cacistocracy, right? It's like you can't talk about the cacistocracy. The cacistocracy. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? That means like the dumbest people get elected. Like he. How is it spelled? I've never heard this before. K a k i s t cacistocracy. O c r a cacistocracy. Very good. I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm actually a pretty decent speller. If you want to throw me another curveball. <laughs> Just for fun. I used to be a really good speller. I don't you think did. I am anymore. I'm yeah. a pretty good speller. I was always good at that, and I think I lost it somewhere along the way. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I what was I going to say? About the, do you? Did you ever? You don't remember? <laughs> did I ever tell you about this when I interviewed the spelling bee champion for Spontaneous Nation? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I. I had this podcast called Spontaneous Nation, and it was an improv podcast, but I would interview someone at the beginning. And at one point, I was offered the champion of the script spelling bee. So I knew it was going to be like a little kid, like oh, a smart cute. little kid. And I was Very like, cute. yeah, absolutely. And this kid, his name was Karthik, and he was so monosyllabic. It was hilarious. He was he was very very cute. Yeah, but he just was not a talker. Right, and it was the most challenging interview I've ever done in my <laughs> life. Oh my god! But I I was I was it was killing me uh-huh. how hard it was to draw, to draw him, him out. out. Yeah, it yeah. was so funny. I think I think so. You can still listen to that episode, Spontaneous Nation. Oh, well, there you go, guys. Check out Paul and Spontaneous Nation. If it's not behind the paywall, it might all be behind the paywall. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, guys? Also, um, so what did everyone else do for Christmas? What did you all have for dinner last night? <laughs> so today Literally. we were we were a little we were both a little out of sorts today. We were not nice to each other all day. No, we were a little snappy. We were a little snappy. Which I didn't like. Oh, I loved it. You did. Oh, you I like thought that. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You like I that? really liked it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I think just because it was, it was, we were was both feeling like, like it, it was, was like emotionally layered. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. okay. But now we're friends again. <laughs> we did do a Zoom watch with our friend on Christmas Eve Eve. That's true. The night before, the night before, uh, with our friend Phil, we watched this one-man show of A Christmas Carol, <laughs> which was very artfully done. Like the staging Just techno- was... technically. Yeah. Technically? Technically. <laughs> <laughs> I did... I did technically. I've had half of a weekend water, y'all. <laughs> but come on, that's not an excuse. <laughs> technically. Technically, yes. Advanced. A triumph. It was like the the lighting and the staging and the effects that they had in it were uh, were really impressive. So Jefferson Mays plays all the characters. Yes, except for the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. Can can we talk about the credits? Yeah. Okay, you can talk about that. Wait, but at the beginning when when I was like, oh, he's like he put a hat on or something. <laughs> what at the beginning? 
at the beginning the thing started. Yeah. And by the way, this thing cost like <laughs> it was expensive. Like we were buying a ticket for the Geffen Theater, yeah. and it was like you know to donate because that's where it was was filmed, right? Was I would assume the so. Yeah, I would assume it was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's. I wonder who's playing Bob Cratchit or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, now I remember. I was like, oh, he put a hat on or or whatever. Somehow, Shane, he had missed that this was a one-person show. (laughs) I don't know how. I feel like that is always in bold. I just was like, when I saw like it was Jefferson Mays in A Christmas Carol, I just assumed he was Scrooge. Right. Like, I just was like, oh, he's going to play Scrooge or whatever. I didn't know he was going to play everything. Right. And he comes out and he starts narrating. <laughs> well, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> but I mean, okay, fine. You can be narrator and Scrooge. That's interesting. You can be narrator and Scrooge. Are you, is this what your production will be? <laughs> no, I told you what I decided I'm going to do. What is it again? I have a year. To write it uh-huh. <laughs> before Christmas 2021. Now I'm going to say on the podcast, and someone out there is going to steal my idea. They can't because it's recorded. Oh, yeah. I'll <laughs> sue you, the pants off of anyone right. who beats me to this. Mm. That I'm going to write a tour de force for Glenn Close as yes. a fashion diva a la Devil Wears Prada. Right. And she's going to play the Scrooge. Yeah. So this will be your take on a gender-shifted uh, Christmas Carol. Yes. And then you said, haven't you heard of uh, Diva Man? A Diva's Diva- Christmas Carol <laughs> with, with Vanessa with Williams Vanessa as Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking <laughs> about like it's going to be Dickensian and modern at the same. It's going to be, a, it's not going to be like, a lifetime. Will it be like a modern dress Shakespeare, where it's the same text, but you you wear modern clothes? I haven't decided. I'm gonna get in. I, I'm gonna get into it soon because then I it's hard to communicate that she's a fashion. I person. only have 364 <laughs> days right now <laughs> to think about it. Maybe a little less because I want her to rehearse. If only you'd come <laughs> up with this last year, because 2020 was a leap year. You would have an extra day to work on it. Anyway, when you said. It's a one-man show. Like, you were like, duh. And I was like, shit, <laughs> really? I had no idea you didn't know. You bought the ticket. I bought the ticket. <laughs> I'm the one that bought the ticket. The streaming ticket. And I'm so mad because I bought a streaming ticket to Daniel Kitson, one of Daniel Kitson's show. Because I'd watched one earlier in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, the day came and went, and I forgot about it. And I couldn't even find my receipt. Maybe I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was doing this tour of empty theaters in England. And uh, he's a total weirdo. And I kind of, uh, in, I like him, his, I like his vibe. You got to see him live, right? When you were yeah, in when Edinburgh? I, I, yeah, I know. I'm yeah. still skating on that one time I did the Edinburgh <laughs> Festival. In 2017. Well, you were there a month. I mean, a lot happened. Listen, a lot. Oh, my. Yes. You saw a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. 
It's not like you spent a week in London and you have an English accent now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I saw a lot of things. I did. I saw a lot of things. Like I saw a range of things. It's getting dark. From like (laughs) certain one person shows to crazy, amazing. It's a dog (laughs) eat a man's foot. (laughs) That wouldn't be. That'd probably sell out. In uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> My point is I like Daniel How big Kitson. of a venue would that be? <laughs> I like Daniel Kitson, but I also love uh, that I also got to see in Edinburgh was um, uh, Jason Burns. Jason Burns. Yes. I couldn't, I, like, you first saw him in, in <laughs> Melbourne, Melbourne, right? Melbourne. When I was there for the festival. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Listen, here's the thing about his comedy. It's it's like so crazy, wild and energetic. Yeah. And it's, I don't know why I hate audience participation stuff. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. but when I see, when I see him like doing it, it's crazy entertaining. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. He's, he, it, he's I think hilarious. it's impossible not to like him. He's, he's a really <laughs> fun and funny person. And the stuff that he does with audience participation is like, it's, it, it's, it could just as easily go wrong <laughs> as go right. And it's funny either way. But I like, the, I, well, the reason I like his audience participation thing is it doesn't matter who gets on the stage. Exactly. At, but he, he gets mad at them. Yes. He gets he, frustrated. He gets like, fr- he like gets like, yeah, you're not doing it right. You're not, yeah. doing, you know, and so it's the comedy becomes more about him than the person. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that's what is the key to why. It's entertaining to watch and not painful. Yeah, and everyone knows it's it's not. He's not trying to humiliate the person. You know what I no, mean? No, he's 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 doing it so his own shtick can come yes. through. Yeah. yeah, and 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 something about that is skillful to me. Absolutely, like as, as a, no, co- as a, a comedian, it's for sure a skill to be to to be able to do that well and not have it come off as bullying is. You know. Because it kind of he does like berate people. Yeah, but it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't make fun of them, though. You know what I mean? It's all about I mean, it's say, all about him trying to get them to do the thing that he wants to do. He'll but say it's not a mild like, thing, like "Hey, you fat bastard." You he know might. What he'll I mean? say like a mild thing, like you know, did your pants get cut off at the bottom? Or right. So, you know, yes. like something. But it's like the most mild ribbing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like roasting. No, it's great. He's really funny. Yeah. There's a bunch of him on YouTube. Jason Byrne, B Y R N E. <laughs> it's not Burns? No. It's just Jason Byrne? Yeah. Huh. You're right. He's Irish. Anyway, so Daniel <laughs> Kitson, no, because there was a new Daniel Kitson show that, because I got an email about it, a Christmas one. So maybe I'll click on it and see if I can get the Zoom ticket, a Zoom ticket. Please tell me it was called Kitsmas. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it might have just been an update. He sends, like, I want his mailing list you know Mm -hmm. anyway so i didn't know it was a one-man show and and then (laughs) paul's like it's a one-man show i did not i didn't say it like that (laughs) honey we spent all this time building building our goodwill back up and now you're destroying it all (laughs) on the podcast and then i was like huh (laughs) okay that was quite a moment 
And Paul like <laughs> lost his shit. And we I were, laughed so hard. Like zooming with our friend Phil, but we were whispering so we didn't interrupt his. Well, because we had turned our sound down. Oh, so that's we right. We muted, you know, once the show, once we, we synced all muted up, our sound. we synced up the watch and then yeah. we muted our sound. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then, and then they did fancy stuff with the lights and I was like, all right, I'm on, I get it. Yeah. And I forgot. <laughs> I'm who, on board. I forgot who Jefferson Mays was because, yeah. of course, I'd seen him in things. And when I was looking Same. at him in the show, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's he's a he's a British guy. I've seen him in stuff." I he was, yes, his, yeah, yeah. Guess what? He's not. He's American, and like, because well, uh, I was like, "Well, his accent was great." His accent, and he's doing several. He accents, was doing, doing different several accents. regional accents. Well, I had first seen Jefferson Mays in "I Am the Night." The miniseries directed by the great Patty Jenkins. And he's playing the wickedly evil <laughs> Dr. James Hodel. George. Also goes by George. Isn't no, it Dr. great that I messed up the name Dr. when I was George, making fun of the Dr. Travolta? Evil. <laughs> so, the wickedly psychotic. <laughs> so I was like, so she did this miniseries, Eye in the Night, which is like this noir. This is perfectly fitting. I'm talking about Patty Jenkins because I guess her new Wonder Woman movie is out tonight on streaming. Mm-hmm. The Wonder Woman 1984. That's right. WW84. So I like so I watched this, so this w- miniseries like this noir miniseries that kind of like explores the Black Dahlia murder. Um, but kind of like through some peripheral characters that mm. uh, real people or whatever. And um so she does this noir miniseries that's creepy as hell. And it's like totally shot on like, I don't know, real film. You know, she's very, you know, cinematic or whatever. And stars like Chris Pine and that. And then Jefferson Mays played. Am I getting this wrong? He did play that part, right? Yeah, that was absolutely. He's yeah. just so like different in everything he does. But like he played Dr. George Hodel and I was like, who is this guy? Like, I was so creeped out because, first of all, that person as a figure in history is a creepy person because a lot of people believe he was the murderer of the Black Dahlia murder. Elizabeth, um, what was her name? Oh, God. Her name Short. wasn't Elizabeth Short. Elizabeth Short. Yeah. So, so they called it the Black Dahlia murder because she wore like a flower in yes. her hair. Um, but her name was Elizabeth Short. Wait, is it now? I'm doubting that. No, that's it. It is, right? Yeah, that's okay. her name. And um and uh it was like this very famous like cold case unsolved mystery and um essentially like uh the um son of Dr. Hodel, this like very evil man. I mean, he's like he is like undoubtedly evil even if he wasn't the murderer he he was still evil yeah. like he, he did a lot of bad shit and um he um his son became a homicide detective so okay so this is how I know so I watched Eye in the Night and I guess the son came out with a book like 20 years ago was that Black Dahlia Avenger was that the name of that I book didn't, I don't think I read the book I think I did read the book and it was a big deal when it came out, like 20 years. Uh, I remember having a hard time when I read the book thinking 
I don't know. It was so strange to me. That the son. That the son. He's like, I, I, it's hey, my you know dad. What? I figured out who the Black Dahlia murderer is. It's my fucking dad. It's my dad. Yeah. So this guy was a LAPD homicide detective. Mm. And he came, he was like, yeah, it, it had to have been my dad. Like he, he like hung out with Man Ray. He was also evil. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that was like one of the clues. One of the clues was that he was evil. He did. He like raped his daughter. He raped his daughter. Oh, like he did. Like, what's so crazy about it? So if you watch, I actually recommend I Am the Night because I, I do too. Well, because like Patty Jenkins is an amazing director and everything, but like there's a companion podcast that goes along with the series called Root of Evil mm. or Root Root of Evil or Root of All Evil or something like that. Some of all fears. Something. And the companion podcasts are the family members of everyone sort of like depicted in the <laughs> thing. And the son, the ha- the the retired homicide detective who put together all these clues, like his dad being evil, (laughs) is on the podcast. And he's like the one that is like, this is how, you know, this happened. You can look at this Man Ray photograph. You can look at this Man Ray picture, and then you can look at the picture of the murder, and it's like the same thing or whatever. Mm. And then you're like, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. And then, like, you learn about, like, I don't know what the name of that art was. The Man Ray stuff, Dadaism or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it? I was he a wasn't he a Deco, photographer? Deco, yeah, but it, the, like, what was that art movement called? I don't know of of what type of Man of the, Ray. I don't know because here's the thing. This is another one of the clues. Is that like that? Whatever that art, so there's like art majors out here. They're listening to this right now that are like throwing their <laughs> speakers across well, the room. Well, don't I tell you what? Because we're going to take a break in a few minutes, and then we'll look it up. We'll look so it up. Don't you don't have to tweet us. They were like something. The somethings, the right. Dadaists, or the Decoists, mm. or the. I'm getting it so wrong. It's like we'll they were like up. the the somethingists, the the whatever. Okay. <laughs> and and their whole thing was like. Like they hated women, right? right. <laughs> like that Their was like thing. the thing. That was the whole thing. And so, like Man Ray would like take pictures of women's body parts, like disembodied looking, because it was like we are just appliances to to mm-hmm. them or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And so, like his. his so the son's whole theory, I'm not spoiling anything because this book has been out for like 20 years yeah. or whatever. Yeah, is yeah. that is that he, he was like. He was such a like malignant narcissist that he had to kind of like he couldn't take a photograph. He yeah. had to like create like the whatever art mm-hmm. with like a, a dead body. Mm-hmm. And and the the crime scene was staged in such a way that it was like like one of Man Ray's pictures. Right. Or something. Right, right. Okay. There's even more evidence, something about a cement bag and like serial numbers. Like there's a whole thing. Did you know every cement bag has a serial number? (laughs) 
So if you steal a cement bag, they'll track you down. What is so kooky and weird, though, is when I was listening to the Companion podcast, mm-hmm. and the retired homicide detective, who is the son of <laughs> the wickedly <laughs> evil <laughs> Dr. George Hiddell, um, like, I guess he was instrumental in catching this rapist in, like, the 80s or something mm-hmm. on the street where I used to live, on Beachwood. Wow. I used to live on this street called Beachwood in Hollywood. Paul lived there, too, across the mm-hmm. street. Long story, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, like, it's, like, a pretty well-known street mm-hmm. in Hollywood because it kind of leads up straight to the Hollywood to Beachwood Canyon to Beachwood Canyon yeah, like and a lot of like struggling actors end up living on yep. Beachwood like especially lower Beachwood where I lived and like he starts like describing the terror of this uh rapist that was like I don't know like maybe like they called him like the Beachwood rapist or something mm-hmm. and he would like take like a pair of women's yeah. underwear or, or so, like it was crazy scary and it kind of like gave me really sick cold chills to think like I used to walk at night all the time on Beachwood because it was like right around the corner from where I used to work and stuff like that. But like I had no idea about that um, story, about that crime story. I, I bet I told you this when we first started dating, but my apartment, my old apartment on Cherokee, mm-hmm. across this, directly across the street. Mm-hmm. Was the last known residence of Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia? No, oh, you did tell me that a long time ago, though. Yeah. Oh, that's giving. That's creepy. We're we're barely one step ahead of these murderers. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. All right, we're gonna look up what kind of art Man Ray does. Yes, and now a word from, from our, our sponsors. Well, here we are. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas 2020. Why not buy yourself a present? How about some usual wines? Usual wines are wines for the modern drinker. They come in these individual bottles that are 6.3 ounces, and they're very sleek and modern and designer conscious. The wines are low carb and have zero grams of sugar. Usual has a red blend, rosé, a sparkling white wine called Brut. Usual wines are made from world-class AVAs, which are American viticultural areas in California like Napa, Sonoma, and Santa Barbara. They're made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. I know what you're thinking. Grapes have sugar. Okay, fine. To clarify, all usual wines are produced using natural, sustainable grapes harvested every fall. So, Please go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use the code STAYFHOMEKINS for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Maybe you like to think about your childhood on Christmas. I like to think about some parts of my childhood. For example, eating cereal from a box with milk. You know, like parking yourself in front of the TV and just like shoveling it down your face. Well, I still like to do this. However, 
I don't need carbs. I don't need sugar. I don't need unhealthy food. <laughs> so that's why I turned to Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon is a fun cereal that has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It comes in cocoa, free, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazing, honestly, too good to be true. It's keto-friendly. I don't like keto unfriendly, you know? I like people who are friendly, and I like ketos that are friendly. Gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Personally, I like frosted. Just keep it simple, you know what I'm saying? So go to magicspoon.com slash homekins to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to your use our promo code homekins to get free shipping at magicspoon.com. Merry Christmas. Thank you to Care Of for sponsoring this week's episode of Stay of Homekins. What is Care Of? I'm glad you asked. It is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. All of Care Of's products are formulated with good for you clean ingredients that are backed by our favorite science. Care Of's in-depth five-minute online quiz asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. Now, look, there may be fewer holiday parties this year, but the season is still just as hectic. Help manage the holiday stress in a healthy way by adding Care Of supplements to your routine. And we've got a special offer for you. For 50% off your first Care Of order, go to Take careof.com and enter code homekins50 h-o-m-e-k-i-n-s five zero that is 50% off your first care of order you just go to takecareof.com and enter code homekins50 that's code homekins50 for 50% off your first order <laughs> man ray guess what this motherfucker was into oh he <laughs> loved art he was into, uh, he was a significant contributor to the Dada and Surrealist movements. So Dada, Dadaists. This guy was into Dada, abstract art, surrealism, cubism, modern art. He was, uh, he dabbled in all kinds of mediums, but he considered himself primarily a painter. Oh, okay. Well, see, I, I guess I got it right that he was a Dadaist. Honey, you, good guess because you absolutely got it right. But the patriarchy has convinced me that I'm stupid. <laughs> so I doubt everything <laughs> I say. <laughs> so, so that's fun. <laughs> that's a fun thing. It's fun. It's a fun thing to Isn't live with. Isn't that funny? I think it's fun. I think it's fun to like, you know, live your life constantly doubting yourself. I think it's fun to like live your life thinking like, you know, like you're not as good as like any, <laughs> any, uh, any of your, uh, co- uh, you know, colleagues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's really fun. It gives you like a lightness, <laughs> like kind of like, I don't know. You just feel like you're floating through life. You just feel like, you know, like you're floating, like it's, you know, <laughs> What about you? Like, what kind of, like, fun neuroses do you have? Oh, my God. (laughs) Everyone, come on. I'm on the record with all my neuroses. (laughs) Are you? All of them? Yeah, I guess. Comedy. I mean, all the good ones. All the... Yeah. (laughs) The greatest hits. (laughs) The greatest neurotic hits. (laughs) Can I tell everyone uh, about one of the Christmas gifts that you got me? Yes, but... Um, you can, but I also have to just remember one thing that you were, we were going to talk about the credits of the Christmas Carol and we forgot. 
Thank you. Let's talk about that right now. And then you can talk about one of the Christmas gifts that I got you. (laughs) So this is a one-man show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end, you know, God blesses everyone, uh, the credits start rolling. And first, it's a lot of the technical stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the... Of course, it's the director and the producers and the adapters. And does Charles Dickens get his own separate card for written by? Yes, he does. <laughs> and then it, we see one that says cast. And then it's like a one man show. It's just his name over and over again 75 times. That's all these different characters till it gets to the ghost of Christmas yet to come, the specter, which was, was like probably some other guy, puppeteer who did it. Or yeah. Something. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was very artfully done, but it really, it, first of all, it seemed crazy that they would go to that trouble. There must've been another way to handle it to say, this guy did everything right in front of your face, except this one thing, which he clearly didn't. And here's who did that. It was like, almost like you took a picture of it, right? I didn't get a picture of that, of that other name. But I you took I a could. picture of Jefferson Mays five hundred times. <laughs> yes. Okay, because we can put it on our Instagram yes. or whatever. But like, it was a little like Eddie Murphy is. Yeah. Eddie Murphy is. Yeah. It was, it was Eddie very, Murphy. You remember that? Yes, the clumps, honey. When <laughs> when because the commercial would be Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy, <laughs> which they stole from the Parent Trap with Haley Mills. I think, as far as I know, that was the first to do that. <laughs> Was back in the sixties, I guess. Whenever Paratrap came that out, that was cu- that's cute, though. Starring Haley Mills and Haley Mills, <laughs> get it, you idiots? But that was different in a crazy way, and so is the Eddie Murphy thing because Jefferson Mays, like he played like fifty-five different people. Here's the thing: <laughs> it was, like so many different. Why did he play? I guess because there's no because there's no <laughs> that that character has no dialogue. The Spectre. The Spectre. The ghost of Christmas yet to come never says anything. Okay. He just gestures. That's all he does. And so how, you know, I'm sure they must have tried to figure out, well, how does he play this and narrate at the same time? But here's the thing. No, because I think they must have, the guy was like, I think he must have been a puppeteer or something because it was like this giant, like amorphous. No, I know that it was. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Did you think (laughs) I I thought he was secretly playing it somehow? (laughs) I'm not, I don't know. I've here, lost the thread of all here's of this. What you really have. <laughs> like it's confusing. Here's what I'm saying is <laughs> did they think there's no way to pull this off and have it be effective if he plays this part as well? The Spectre. Yes. He has to react to the Spectre, so how could he play the puppet of the Spectre and I'm, because he doesn't do a puppet is what I'm saying. He didn't do a puppet for any of the other ones. I'm not saying he operate the puppet. I'm saying don't have a puppet. <laughs> but they wanted a giant I, puppet. But I'm, honey, <laughs> you think like they... <laughs> Before, like, first order of business for this adaptation was, all right, now we're all agreed we want a giant puppet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's work around kinda, that. I kind of do. I don't think so. And then he's like, and then when we get to go to Christmas future, a giant puppet comes out. Right. That's what I think he's I, pitching I to the don't theater. Think, that's what he's pitching. <laughs> the director. Like, otherwise they won't go for it. 
It's like it's like Ed Wood or something. <laughs> nah, what about can you put a puppet in there? People like puppets. <laughs> he might like puppets. We don't know. He might like puppets. Here's what I'm what trying to like, say. My brother's a puppeteer, guys. Here, he always wants me to stick him in something. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> no, too much nepotism in Hollywood, and now it's infected the theater. <laughs> what I'm saying is. I think that there must have been a discussion about How him did, playing, the, just like he was playing all the other characters, him also playing that character. And for me, it's my one quibble with the play. Because it wasn't officially a one Yes, show. it deviates from that. It deviates from that. And he's still, he's still narrating and being Scrooge at the same time. I know. He's like... Reacting you know? to the giant puppet. And he does a great job. When he's the ghost, the other ghosts, all the other ghosts, he's terrific. He does Marley. He does Ghost of Christmas I know what, Past. I know what happened. What happened? Tell I know, me. I know exactly if, what you're, happened. You're not going to repeat your theory that somebody had a puppet lying around <laughs> and pitched a play I got it. to pay for it? No, I know because I, I, I've done a lot of theater. So I know. I, <laughs> okay. So they're like, so we're going to get a giant animatronic puppet. Mm-hmm. The the idea is the puppet was supposed to operate on its own, like that that someone in a booth would push a button mm-hmm. to operate the puppet. They get to tech rehearsal, the fucking puppet, <laughs> like it's unwieldy. It's unwieldy, like the design, right. or whatever. And then the guy who made the puppet is like, "I'll do it. I'll just do it." Yeah. So you're I'll saying, just do like, it. this puppet was supposed to be programmable, so they just set it and forget it. <laughs> yeah. And then on the night, they just push a button and it does all its pointing and, then it's and shit. It's like slow and it's behind. Right. It doesn't, it's whatever. Because <laughs> right. it's like a giant, spe- like, nightmare a giant, dress rehearsal. A giant thing. Oh, the tech, the tech, like, people were losing their minds. Well, the tech, they promise it's going to be okay by dress. And then the dress comes. <laughs> the dress comes. And the guy's like, I fucking know. I, I thought made you this said puppet. this puppet was going to be. <laughs> I made this puppet. And then equity rules. Because he's on the stage during the thing, they had to like throw him the bone. And then they said, you know what, Jefferson, in the credits, we won't just put your name once. We'll put it 57 times. Yeah. And then when, you know, Bob's name comes up, no one will notice. They'll just won't notice. Here's what they should have done. (laughs) I'm 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 going to do a couple should have done's. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they should have had him play the ghost. <laughs> That's number one. Wait, Jefferson Mays. Jefferson Mays should have played the ghost like okay. he played everything else on the thing. Okay. Oh, if failing that, they should have put the the specter's name first, like in the credits. Cast, it was cast in order of one appearance. card. It was in order of. I know. Is in. A- <laughs> You're telling me what they did. Yeah, I'm I telling know. you what they should have done. Yeah, they should have. They they broke up the effect of the Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what they should have done. And let me get through this. Okay. One card. The Spectre. The guy's name. Mm-hmm. Next card is Jefferson Mays. Everybody else. So Jefferson Mays' name is still only up once. It's only up once, but you don't have to do that thing of oh, like... yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Because here's you're right, the thing. You're right. It's better. Like it's at, better. At it's was, better. At first it was kind of cute, and then it's mm. like... It was keeps it? going. It keeps going. And it's like, no, I got it. I got that he played all those parts. 
Also, now, we just stared at him for two hours. The pre-programming, like, literally, like <laughs> the pre-programming of the puppet reminds me of a toy that I was very excited for on Christmas one year. This was a toy called Big Track. Uh-huh. Big Track was like a futuristic looking tank kind okay. of thing. <laughs> okay. And what <laughs> the what you could do with it was, according to the commercial, you could program it uh-huh. to like go off on its own and do stuff. Okay. Fine. And it was basically like you had to order it to go ahead like you put in the number 10. So it would go like a certain distance. Okay. But then not knowing what number corresponds to what distance. Because in the commercial, the kid is like, he, there's a keypad on the top. And the kid presses the keypad. Uh-huh. And then this thing like, it takes off and it makes cool noises it goes towards the stairs, and then it looks like it recognizes that it stairs, and so it's not going to go down the stairs. Like like a Roomba or something. Yes. And then it like goes a little further, and it sees the family cat under the Christmas tree, and it turns and it fires a, a laser, yeah, which is just like a blinking light with a noise, a cool okay, laser noise. Okay. And I'm like, I got to get this fucking Because it looks like track. AI. It's like, yes. you think it's like AI, and this is like, what, like 1970 you th- or you something? You think you're going to, hey. <laughs> Not, not that old. Nineteen seventy. So you think you're going to punch some numbers into this thing, and it's going to do a whole routine that's going to entertain you for hours, right? <laughs> yes. But because you can't judge anything, like I don't yeah. know how far it is from this chair to, <laughs> to over the there, the other side the of the cat. room, to the cat, so I can shoot the lasers at him. And it also took a billion batteries. Of course it a did. A billion D and batteries. I, I guarantee you it didn't come with the batteries. Oh, hell no. Like nothing oh, came with batteries no. when we were kids. Like no. that was a whole cottage industry. That batteries they were, were an eternal stocking stuffer when yes, I was Yes, they had to be. Or, yeah. Well, if your parents thought to do it, mine all, never always. I got to <laughs> say, never. they always did. They were always cognizant of when, when okay. something needed a bunch of batteries. Yeah, they always knew. They always knew. <laughs> But Big Track, I loved that thing, and I couldn't admit that it sucked Right <laughs> when I got it. That's like every toy as yeah. a child, though. What about a yo-yo? <laughs> we loved yo-yos. We had I, yo-yos. I went through a yo-yo phase. Yeah, we did it. We had like a yo-yo phase. I could phase. never do any tricks. My brother could. Mm-hmm. All right, so were you going to talk about a gift I gave you? I got a gift <laughs> from my wife. I'm, I don't, I'm curious which gift you are hand picking to. She got to me share a special ice cream scoop. Okay, can I explain? <laughs> because I also okay. So um, our very uh, special podcast friends ask Rana, That's who right. I'm sure that you've heard us mention on our show before. We love Ask Rana. We're huge fans. Yes, we We've listen every week. We've done like a like an ad swap with with those guys. We've been on their show. We've been on their show. Um we know the hosts. Um so they did a whole episode that was their gift giving guide. Mm-hmm. And we're listening to it, and they started talking about this special ice cream scoop that they were, like, raving about. I mean, 
They were like, it's so amazing. Like, there's apparently, there's this technology in this ice cream scoop where when you touch the handle, there's some kind of, like, chemical inside the scoop (laughs) that instantly heats the metal from the heat and warmth of your hand. And so then it makes scooping ice cream like... Butter. Like a hot knife through butter. Like butter. Like butter. Not dishwasher safe. So I had to think that I had to think that one through. I was like, do I want another not dishwasher safe thing in my life? Because already there's like a little too much. We have a few non-dishwasher items. Ugh, and let me tell you something. It drive me fucking crazy. It feels like little house on the goddamn prairie <laughs> in here. Well, I'm sure like this is like a dishwasher thing. If you have a dishwasher, you become really lazy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm trying to think like I think the first place did the first place we we lived together have a dishwasher? Oh yeah, that place. That weird that place where the guy maybe had a The weirdo? Yeah. Had him murdered. Did it have a dishwasher that didn't work because that would have but that would have been on I don't think there was a dishwasher there. I don't think so either. The kitchen was tiny. I don't think till we lived in New York did I live with a dishwasher. Although my parents got one. I th- Oh, y'all had that. When I came to your house for the first time in my life in yeah. Philly, y'all had that like um, portable dishwasher yes. that wheeled out that you put into the faucet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, Ben and Julie used to have one of those yeah, at that, apart- that apartment when they lived on, I on that, West yeah. Hollywood. But I think they got that after I was out of the house. Which I don't totally understand how that works. Like, you hook it up to your sink and then you have to turn the sink on? Yeah. So, like, it's running the whole time? How does it know how to turn the sink off for you? It doesn't. You have to turn the sink off or it will spray water on you because that has happened to me. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so if you don't have, if you have a dishwasher and then you start acquiring non-dishwasher safe items, it's, it's a real pita, pain in the ass, <laughs> pita. It's a real pieta. It's a and pain in the And one of you will be holding the other one in a very dramatic pose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so there's So I like, got you that scoop. Yes. I was excited about it. I'm excited about it too. I can't wait to try it. But I don't, I won't have any ice cream until after the holidays. Because nobody's delivering. I have some ice cream in there. You can have some. Oh, honey, that's your ice cream. You can have a little skate. Oh, honey. <laughs> you said it on the podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing. Paul and I, have we, we kind of have a lot of separate things. It's like part of our marriage. And you have no right to ask us how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we don't use the same towels. We don't mix That's our. True. We, we don't mix our laundry. That's true. This is the thing. We have separate mugs. We don't share mugs. Like he has his mugs. I have my mug. We will in a pinch, but we have two in our cabinet. We yeah, have two tiers of mugs. <laughs> Your mug, yeah. I'm on the top tier. You're yeah, on the bottom yeah, yeah. tier. And that's <laughs> how you know weird. whose this mugs. Very weird <laughs> to like share with the world. I is it? I feel we like, have separate. Um, I feel like this makes sense. We have separate no, we have, bedrooms. No, <laughs> <laughs> separate bank accounts. We do. Well, kind of. I mean, we kind of do. Kind of, not entirely. No, we do. I mean, <laughs> we really kind of do. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, uh, we have separate um, soap in the shower. Mm-hmm. I have my soap. 
He has his hip. We don't share toothpaste. I use a totally different brand <laughs> of toothpaste. This is what happens when you get married older. Maybe, yeah. It's like you have, like, you're kind of like, this is how I do, the, right. you know. I think when you're younger, like, those boundaries kind of blur. Yeah, I think so. I think it's also like when you're just starting out, maybe you don't have the money to have a lot of separate things, you know. Well, and so it's like that. we're just going to buy the 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 the, the, yes. the most uh, economic toothpaste Def- at the biggest size. Definitely you know? that, but like you know, we we just never we never went there. Like we never like merged those. Haven't things. we merged enough? That's what I think. <laughs> Here's what I will say about the laundry That's thing what because I, think. I have we have friends. We have separate laundry baskets. So like yes. So okay. But so what I, here's our, what I was going to say. We have we have friends. Yeah. Who think it's wild that we do our laundry separately? Now our towels and sheets we do towels and sheets. That's same. community. They happen together. That's, that's community, community, baby. <laughs> but that's but that's also you're putting things in on one setting. And you don't have to worry yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But said it. look, my clothes are very easy to maintain. Janie has various different things. I don't things. like to dry my stuff too hot. It's like yeah. a thing. I have It wears out the elastic in my stuff. Like, yeah. It's like I don't want. Yeah. Some stuff I don't put in the dryer. I pull it out. I don't want anyone touching it. I wash everything <laughs> scalding hot and I dry it for two hours. <laughs> But like we just But yeah, it's like you know your own stuff and it's like yeah. well if we're doing if we're <laughs> it it amounts to the same amount of laundry being done. If whether we're putting it in a one basket or we're putting it in two baskets. Yeah, because I don't do my laundry until I get an entire load exactly. of laundry to exactly. do. Right? And so, you know what? It's very freeing because you do your own you don't have to worry about it when you're doing your own laundry. <laughs> You know, you just put it in there. You know what needs to be done. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's not like we've ever run into a situation where we both needed to do it at the same time. No. <laughs> but if that happened, it would, we'd figure, we would we'd just combine it, out. it or Exactly. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But anyway, my point is we have like, so that's why I have ice cream because Paul has this weird diet ice cream he likes. <laughs> I like this enlightened ice I cream. I don't do diet any stuff like I don't it's like true. fake sugar. I don't. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. I do it, and I'm accustomed to it, and it's fine by me. I remember a friend of mine years ago when I was buying some light ice cream, and he said he said to me, "Why don't you just buy the regular ice cream but eat less of it?" Sure, that's like, what I do. Yeah, well, that's not what I do, <laughs> and that's the fucking problem. <laughs> like, it's not like I didn't think of that. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. So don't eat. As much of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who said that? Do you remember? Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you later. <laughs> well, anyway, my point is you're welcome to test to <laughs> to test your brand new ice cream scooper. I was so excited because they mentioned it. They like talked about it on that episode of the gift giving guide for so long. And I know. I, and I was like, what is this thing? And then I was so excited because Paul's actually really hard to to shop for. I am, and I know it sucks. He kind of does. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I mean, I figure it out. It. I work it out. You always work it out. You always give me nice things. I work it out. You always give me thoughtful things. 
I want to. You do, honey. I think you do a good job. <laughs> well, thank you for saying it. Thank you for saying it. Yeah, so anyway, so that was it. I was excited that you, when you looked at it and you were like, you were like, what is this? Like, it took you like a full minute to figure out what I had yes. when you unwrapped it. Until I saw the picture. But then it and said then it there reduced. Was, there were some words. Yeah. It reduced fatigue. <laughs> Wait, I got to get it. I got to read that. Remember, oh, yeah. and you were like laughing so hard. You're like, it reduced fatigue or whatever. Who makes it in case people are, it's called Z-Roll. Z-Roll. Z-Roll, 1012. Z-Roll, z The original scoop. Z-Roll, Z-E-R-O-L-L, the original scoop. Uh, it's, it boasts <laughs> perfect scoops. No more over-portioning. I don't know how that's a problem with regular ice cream scoops. You know what, though? You can, oh, no, the ice cream was so cold. I gave myself too much of it. You know what? You can over-portion by just adding extra scoops, though. Yeah, that's what Who's it is. Who's going to stop that? Yeah. Who's going to stop that? That's not the fault of the ice cream it's scoop. It's not the scoop. It's the it's the user error. Did my friend write this copy? <laughs> user error. And then this is this is their final bullet point. Reduces operator fatigue. That's the way. <laughs> and you were like laughing because it was like, <laughs> well, like we're not operating an ice cream shop here. I assume that's for like professional ice cream shops. Do you think so? It's got to be. Because why would it say reduces operator fatigue? Do you think I'm going to get in trouble? No. I mean, this is, I always this see is that official thing. for... It's so cool looking. Are they first responders? <laughs> the secret. Zero's heat conductive fluid in the handle, it yeah. says. It's so neat. I'm I have heat conductive fluid in my veins. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Well, I'm holding the handle right now. Is the thing? Does it get hot? Like touch the touch the scooper? <laughs> no, it doesn't feel hot. So how does it work? If I'm not, I think you have to hold it in your hand for ten minutes. No, really? <laughs> no, it feels cold. It does feel cold. How does this work? Maybe does it, it really work? <laughs> they were like raving oh, about no. it. This is terrible. I, I hope this, we're not going to debunk Heat this. Heat conductive fluid in the handle for easier scooping. Rolls ice cream smoothly with less compression. Maybe it's a certain way you hold it. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's going to work. I think, I think it's, it's gonna just going to work. But like, it, we don't. It doesn't like make it hot. It just like it's just going to work. <laughs> it's just going to work. I think the idea is that the thing gets to the temperature of your hand, maybe. But it's still cold on the tip, so it doesn't make sense to me. It's a beauty, though. It's great to look at. Maybe it has something to do with uh, when it meets the ice cream. The moment of impact. Yes, that's yes. what I'm saying. The moment, that's what I'm when saying. When contact is the initiated. The moment of impact. Initiated. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate the way this ice cream scoop looks. No, it looks great. It's very, it's very pleasing to the eye, and it's very pleasing to hold. It's, it feels good in your hand. I bet they lost their minds when they invented this. They were like, we're going to make a fucking killing. Do you think it was like a NASA? You don't think like they, went NASA? Like they went mad? NASA? <laughs> <laughs> you know how we have like certain things because of the government? Of course. Like GPS or the internet yes. or yes, whatever. Yes, yes. Like it's because all because of, of the because government. Because of the space program, yeah. 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 Or just like military or whatever. Wow. I think we got less great things out of the military. I could be wrong. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. Like yes, yes, yes. Innovation. Yes. 
maybe this came from something. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. You know what I read? Speaking of innovation, mm-hmm. so you know, so the vaccines for coronavirus, the COVID nineteen vaccine. Sorry, the novel coronavirus, the novel <laughs> COVID nineteen. So, um, <laughs> is it novel after a year? Guess what, COVID nineteen? I got news for you. You know how you're newlyweds for a year, and then you can't <laughs> right. be like newlyweds anymore. Yeah, after. It's like COVID. <laughs> like COVID. COVID-19. Okay. So like, okay. So the vaccines, they have to be stored at a really cold temperature, like to be preserved. You don't think. <laughs> what? That's where this ice cream scoop came from? No, what I'm going to tell you that I read. Do you think they got the vaccine from this ice cream scoop? <laughs> no, what I'm going to tell you that they read, which is cool. You know the ice cream dipping Dots? The ice cream of the future. Exactly. Yes. So dipping Dots are like super cold. Like it's like, um, I don't know, liquid whatever. It definitely is like astronaut ice cream, dipping Dots. Hi, Cuckoo. Where have you been? <laughs> so so dipping Dots has these really cold freezers for their ice cream of the future. Right. And they are like loaning their what? Yes. <laughs> they're like gonna be like they're like we are set up to like store these vaccines for you. Thanks, double D. <laughs> right? What I'm saying is like everyone's kind of pitching in a little bit, like, you know, like FedEx or you know, you know like, What is Sean White offered? Who's that again? The famous snowboarder. <laughs> What candy? The red something. Oh yeah. What, what, what candy he offer though? Anything? Tra- transportation. He, he can, can snowboard. Get... <laughs> he can snowboard the vaccines across. He can get vaccinated on camera. You know what? Um, and the also flaming. What did they call him? I forget flaming, what they fucking called him. Flaming red or something. He had a yeah. He had a nickname based on his hair, and I can't remember what it is now. Um, also, I think Lyft is going to take people for free to get the vaccine. Yes. Well, For nice. people who can't, you know, mm-hmm. move around and mm-hmm. get around. That's what I read. Guys, by the way, vet everything I'm saying only <laughs> because like I'm like when I'm reading the news online, like I'm just like, you know, zooming, zooming through like headlines here. That's headlines what they, there. Hey, that's why they call it Zoom. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not a font of real information. I'm a font of partial information. Yeah. So just, you know, double you're, check. Look, all you're double doing, check. you're just trying to spend some tidbits <laughs> to whet the audience's appetite <laughs> so they can do their own research as David Gregory told us to do. I'm saying, but you should anyway, because you know what? You should be skeptical of everything. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Even be skeptical of Dippin' Dots. What are they <laughs> getting out of this? Also, you think you're going to like dip, Dipping Dots and then you get them and then you're kind of like, okay, yeah, they're cold. They kind of hurt my teeth a little. <laughs> I get that. Like, maybe I shouldn't be chewing this because it's hurting. <laughs> and, like, taste-wise, it's just kind of like pure sugar. There's no, like, like a good flavor profile. D- Dippin' Nuts is not great. I've only ever had it at Dodger Stadium. I've never had it anywhere else. The best time to have Dippin' Dots is on, like, the hottest day in the universe. Like, you're just <clears> like, <throat> it's so hot. I'm at this whatever park or whatever. And I like I'm gonna have some dipping dots just because like then like it hurts <laughs> hurts your teeth in a way that like helps your body you cool win down. Earth <laughs> like helps your body cool off or whatever. You're like okay okay okay. 
But in terms of like ice cream in general, um, no, it's not going to be my go-to. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Dippin' Dots. We're going a different way. <laughs> Honey, would you like to recount any of the presents that I got you? Um, Just pick one. Okay. Okay. You don't have to. Okay. Oh, well, no, they all sucked. No. <laughs> I was just like trying to think what I was willing to share. Exactly. <laughs> Most of them were sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just our tradition. That's our tradition. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite thing was... Um, my, uh, you know, those like prayer candles <laughs> where you're like in a cylinder of glass and mm. they have like, so, like a saint or something yes. painted on a the religious front. icon of some sort. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I, you got me like a Dolly Parton one and I was so excited cause I love Dolly so much. <laughs> but like also last year, remember I got you guys those prayer candles with your own pictures. Yes, on yes, yes. So that was like fun, like a fun like callback too. In a way, but I got I got you I got Janie some official Dolly Parton merchandise, and then found this thing on Etsy. Yeah, the fa- like the prayer candle. Yeah, yeah. But please, Dolly, don't shut down Etsy. <laughs> mm. Dolly wouldn't do that. Dolly's, Dolly wouldn't do that. Like Dolly's are like not into that. You know? Yeah, man. Dolly's like, not into that. Like Dolly's cool. So I think. <laughs> Hey, you don't have to white knight for Dolly, man. She's not going <laughs> to fuck you. Well, she might. <laughs> yeah, it... That's a rumor. <laughs> All right, we should I'm wrap it up. I'm probably not Dolly's type. Honey, I think that's ridiculous. I think you absolutely would be Dolly's type. No, I don't think so. You don't think I'm like Dolly? <laughs> well, <laughs> I just feel like... I don't know. People like... are telling me all the time, you remind me of Dolly Parton. <laughs> Uh, we should we should come in for a landing. Do you have any recommendations this week? I am the night. I was when we mm-hmm. started talking about Patty Jenkins. I was like, uh, oh, and Jefferson Mays because I was like, you know, when I watched that um, miniseries last year, and I was kind of fascinated by it, and got into the companion podcast. As I said, um, like not a lot of people I knew were not watching it, and yeah. that bummed me out because I'm like really into true crime, and I thought it was an interesting. Thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say I'm the night. What are you going to say? Man, I don't know from last week to this week. I don't know. Did we recommend I... the Bee Gees documentary? Because I loved it so I think we did. Much. But just in case, the Bee Gees documentary is great. It's amazing and heartbreaking and, um, you know, it's fascinating. They were just really interesting guys at an interesting time. And, uh, and of course, there's like a million hits in it. Like so, they have so many fantastic. I just songs. appreciated sort of like the humanness of it. Yeah, like the human stuff. Um, mm, did I have? Something? Yeah, what was your stuff? Oh, yeah, you know you what? I'm going to recommend. It's it's uh, you can watch it after Christmas while we're still in the season, you know, and we're going to be in the weird week between. Christmas and New Year's, a French film called mm. A Christmas Tale, which we first saw in, in 2008 in New York with our friend Phil. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been 2008. And uh, just watched it again last night. It's a long movie, 
but it's uh, it's, it's great. It's kind of like about a, like a complicated family. Yes, with and, a lot of great with, actors like, bad in blood it. And, yeah, and literally and figuratively. Yes, and it leads up to it's uh, kind of Wes Anderson-y, which in a way, yeah. yeah it's like not, I read a it's whole, not that quirky, but it's, no, but there's it deals with similar themes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's my. Um, that's my recommendation, I think, for this. I'll say Catherine week. Deneuve is in it. Yeah. Who does not understand the Me Too movement, but whatever. <laughs> no, no French actresses do. <laughs> I don't know what is the big deal. This is just what life is. <laughs> Why would you ever complain about it? <laughs> I mean, like, whatever. When that whole thing <laughs> happened, I was a little like, okay, generationally, culturally, Okay, okay. And also, like, she was, like, a huge star, or still is. I mean, like, she was such a huge star that she probably only dealt with, like, the most, like, minor annoyances. Mm. You don't, I mean, like, the, like the Me Not Too. on the way up, maybe, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, but, that's she where young, really... but she was young when she became... Big. Yeah, but young people are taken advantage of no matter how much power they have. I don't I know. Mean, I just like young I, women. I like had say. she like encountered like someone as monstrous and predatorial as Harvey Weinstein, she might not be saying stuff like that. Maybe, but who knows? Look, honey, you got to believe women. <laughs> <laughs> I got to believe. If Catherine, Catherine Deneuve, Deneuve says she went through the same thing, then it was not a big deal. You got to believe her. <laughs> she was like. Kind of say, I think what she was talking about was more cultural, whereas the Me Too movement was it's, a lot more yes, like it, it legal, felt, legal. Yes, it felt very cultural. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know because I don't know where she was coming from. I'm just saying, like when I when I when that came across my awareness, I filled in the blanks with that. Yeah, like that it was like a generational cultural. Same. And look, yeah, that's yeah. another tidbit where you can do your own research. <laughs> Also, she's just like amazing. Like she's yeah. kind of like, I mean, she's her presence on screen is like she doesn't have to do shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she's gorgeous. Oh, Ma Rainey's and old. Black Bottom. Speaking of presence, oh yeah, uh, Viola we watched Davis. that. Oh, we watched God. that last week. Viola Davis is like everybody's great in it. It's it's a collection of it's a it's a handful of great actors, mm-hmm. um, and it's a it's very much a filmed play, but in the in the best way that you can film a play. Good, yeah. Um, and uh, the you know, music Ch- is Chad amazing. Bozeman's last thing on screen, which is kind of like difficult. It's very bittersweet because but, she, he's so talented. It's but like, yeah, Viola Davis's presence in this thing is just—it's wild. Like you cannot, you really—it's palpable. You really feel it. She's incredible. Yeah, she is. So there you go. There's some recommendations for you. Um, I also watched an Orson Welles documentary today, which I kind of liked. But like, I don't know if everyone would like that. It's like a recommendation. Hey, I'm not, man, we don't know if anyone's going to like these things we recommend. You got to just throw it out there. Well, some of the stuff I kind of knew because I had listened to that Peter Bogdanovich podcast, but I don't know. Like, he, it was just a, such an interesting time in Hollywood and such an interesting person. It's about like this, la, the last movie he made, which in a way, I, I do kind of want to like discuss it a little bit with people that in the Paris Hilton documentary. <laughs> <laughs> What is the name of the Orson Welles thing? Um, it's called They'll Love Me When I'm Dead. They'll Love Me When I'm Dead. All right. And you'll love us when we're dead to you for a week until we come back. <laughs> uh, thank Me you for too. listening. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays. Um, whatever you celebrate. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to us. 
um, yeah. for all this time. This uh, has been the only good thing of this year, to be honest, <laughs> is Tiff Humpkins. Like, I don't know. It just, it feels less lonely when we do this. It does. It's been great it's for it's been great for us to stay connected and f- to also connect with other people. So we really appreciate it. Yes, and we're at Stay of Homekins on Instagram and Twitter, and we have a Gmail at Stay of Homekins at Gmail dot com. Yeah, Until, and if you want to buy merch, go to Kinship Goods. Oh yes, Kinship Goods. Um, and some people did merch for their Christmas gifts. We got pictures online. I, that made me very happy. That was really wonderful. Even like to one see. of my best friends like sent me a picture. <laughs> she was like, "Look what I got!" And she was in like a Stay of Homekins sweatshirt, and I was like, "Oh my god." It was really wonderful. Uh, so thank you all for that. And we'll we'll be back next week. So we'll see you in the new year. You know what? I cannot. Or is it going to be New Year's Eve when we... Oh. Wait, when is New Year's... I don't fucking know. Is anyway. It, is it New Year's Day? or I think it's New Year's Day. I think it's New Year's Day. But I don't you know. You know what? I cannot fucking wait until 2021. When everything's going to be... It's a symbolic. No, it's symbolic. <laughs> I know it's, it a, is. it's a turning of the page. It is, it's a turning of the page. That's all that, yes, because exactly. better days are ahead, y'all. Those vaccines are coming eventually. It's going to take a while. We're going to get free dipping dots. All right, we'll be back next week. Until then, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and, and stay, stay home. home.